What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, March 15th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside returning co-host, the blind gamer, Steve Salem. Hi! Hello! You're back. Welcome back. back again. You, Greg, are we? Can we just like just dispense everything we're gonna talk about today and sure. just talk about the division two? I would like that like, very much. Can we much. just literally it's rename division kind of funny day. division daily? It's division I'm your, daily. I'm, yeah. I'm your agent Steve Sale alongside the lieutenant of the friend who's a sharks, Greg Miller. Yeah, <laughs> reporting for duty, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Steve, how have you been enjoying the division? Oh my god, it, it, I, it, I have a love and hate for, hatred for this. All right, game. you can leave. You can leave. There's no reason <laughs> well, there's, to hate. There's it's it, it's an accessibility issue with oh, me. Oh right, right. Okay, yeah, right. you're the blind gamer. Yes. Although we yes. proved last time, fake. You can see. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, dude, uh, fake. It's not fake. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, I'm just saying. Right. Um, Am I wrong, Barrett? <laughs> yeah. <I> can... <laughs> <laughs> Barrett says I'm wrong. Barrett, thought you were on my side. Uh, no, he's, that's what he's saying. He's saying I'm wrong. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, okay. Good. 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 Uh, yeah. So, no. The, so the division two. Um, I die so much sure. in this game. Sure. Uh, I'm still trying to be able to get the mechanics of the of the cover and shoot. Did you play one at all? I did a little bit, um, and I had to stop because it was unaccessible to me sure. uh, at the time. Because it was a lot of like really small text, and the enemies were pretty small. So I'm, hold on, I want to take a quick aside. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. somebody missed you on your games daily in December, yes, who are you exactly? Oh, Steve? perfect. Yes, I am uh, the blind gamer. Uh, YouTube.com/slash/snowball. I uh, basically I suck at video games <laughs> because of my blindness, and it's a lot more it's a lot more entertaining to watch me fail at video games than it is for me to actually do well. And then I also talk about accessibility. I'm an accessibility consultant uh, and uh, all round kind of perfect fun guy. so then division one not that accessible but division two yes uh, the division two actually I, I actually think it is one of the most accessible games uh, that is out in the market from oh, a AAA wow. developer okay Ubisoft really took the time to be able to develop a lot of accessibility features within the game the fact that uh, when you start up the game you can actually Adjust like the uh, subtitle size. Right. You can adjust the, the the large font on the menus, which is something I've been wanting since I was a kid because the menu items were just so freaking small. Yeah. You can also have a narrator be able to narrate each item in, in the menu, yeah. which is amazing. Uh, you can adjust the HUD to however you want it. So instead of like in Division uh, 2, you can actually, like your uh, map, your mini map and your sort of mission objectives are kind of in the top left corner. I was able to move it down to the bottom right, but you can also adjust the size of it, which is it boggles my mind. I have not seen that in a game in like it, it, ever. Wow. And uh, the fact I can do that because I, I put it at the bottom right, just because it's it's perfectly situated to where your HUD is for where you're like yeah, how much ammo you have left and yeah. all that. And it's like I can just quickly look down and see where I need to be. Um, and the reason why for me it's a little bit hard to to be able to play is because. You're cu- you're undercover and you're having to build to kind of find everyone around you. Sure, the enemies are a little bit too small. And the- I was gonna say even for me, right? And I'm playing a, a 58 inch TV at home most of the time. Like yeah. it is that thing of like I see the you know the semicircle showing the red, showing mm-hmm. that they they're over there somewhere, and I'm like. Yeah. Where the hell is this guy? <laughs> exactly, and, the, and like the, the <laughs> there was actually one mission. Uh, I think it was yeah, it was in the Jefferson Trade Center where you're in like the the parking garage, and there's these like green and red lights that are kind of on the ceiling. There were so many times I was shooting at that, thinking that that was an enemy because yeah, of the yeah. red. I'm like, oh, that's where it is, and, and I, I'm shooting at nothing. Yeah, uh, and I die so much. Like it took like the Jefferson Trade uh, Center mission. Normally, I would say I, I'm probably guessing for you, probably like 15, 20 minutes. To yeah, be able to complete. not terribly. 
it took me two hours. Oh, yeah. It uh, because I kept every section. I I don't think I got through any section without dying at least minimum. Are you four playing or five with times. people or are you? I'm solo. Okay. Uh, I tried to be able to play with uh, my brother before uh, b- before I came here, but uh, we couldn't actually hook up uh, for some reason, and it crashed for the first time on mm-hmm. me uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the other day. So it just it just couldn't happen. But uh, when we actually were able to get into a mission, it was so cool just to be able to kind of like direct them. Okay, go to the left. We'll, we'll flank on the right. Yeah. And yeah. it was it was a little bit easier, even though he was like a level two and I got up to like level seven. Yeah. I love that the, the oh, enemies the kind of adjust. Buffs, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was, it, it, it's been the game. It's like, I, it kills me that I am not, I am, that I am not playing the division and I haven't been able to play division for the past two days. Yeah. Do you bring, did you bring, you playing on PlayStation? Uh, I do. Yeah. Did you and bring I, your PlayStation with you? I did not want to risk going through customs. Rookie move. I didn't want to, I didn't want to have you to say, tear oh, it gonna, apart. <laughs> what's in this thing? Crack <laughs> yeah, it open. Canadian I didn't, I didn't border want to Patrol. say, well, I'm trying to save Washington DC. No, that doesn't play well. <laughs> no, that doesn't no. play well with TSA. <laughs> That's not how you want to do it. Yeah, uh, no. yeah, I'm, I'm in love with the two. It's killing mm-hmm. me not to play it. I'm very excited. We're streaming today twitch.tv yeah. slash kind of funny games this boy. afternoon barrett kevin andrea and or fran i forget who can i also mention what uh what i've got for the kind of funny best please do today? so i actually was able to put out a, a youtube video of it if you go to youtube my uh, youtube channel youtube.com slash snowball uh, i have a video of the division two up there if you go there comment and subscribe to the video uh, i am giving away a copy of the division two Ooh. on any platform of Ooh. choice and so if you go there and then with it like uh, by tomorrow uh, Saturday at 11:59 p.m. I'll have a I'll choose a winner. That's randomly. awesome. That's always so nice that you do it when you come here. You always give away something to the I, audience. It's, I don't want to be the giveaway guy, but it just so happens that it just lines up like I had to do some cuz it's division day. It's division day everybody. Yeah. yeah. Save so. DC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you didn't know, today we're talking about new No Man's Sky content, so- Sony squashing the Take-Two rumor and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash games with your questions, comments, concerns, bad PSN names, and everything else under the video game sun. Then tune in as we record it live on twitch.tv slash games. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games on roosterteeth.com and people listening on podcast services around the printer is broken again the globe today for housekeeping, I got some for you. Again, Division Stream this afternoon. Uh, we're going to be in Kansas City March 30th for the Kind of Funny World Tour. Remember, you can come to the meet and greet without any need of a pass. You can just walk on in and then buy your own beer. However, if you want to go to Planet Comic Con, we're doing a bunch of panels there. I'm hosting the Superman panel of the year with Michael Rosenbaum, Tom Welling, Dean Kane. I'm also interviewing Mick Foley on a panel out there. Nick is interviewing Henry Winkler. Tim is interviewing a bunch of Power Rangers. And Andy is joining us for the Kind of Funny panel at Planet Comic Con. All the information is up on kindoffunny.com slash events. But New York, don't sleep on the fact that you are the weekend after uh, Kansas City Comic Con, like April 6th-ish. Right? Yeah, 7th-ish. Uh, Fifth, sixth, Fifth, sixth. It's that weekend. It's that Saturday. Again, kindoffunny.com slash events. If you're in New York and you're like, I want to do stuff. What do you I got for me? I just want to bring up, uh, what, what's the post-it note on the on your laptop oh, right yeah, there? And should that uh, that is a reference to the Kind of Funny Games cast available right now on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames okay. and for free and everywhere on Monday. Cool. Thanks for being a fan, Barrett. Doesn't even know he works here. Doesn't even know the content. I was the one who directed the games cast. <laughs> Thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed, Mohammed, Tom Bach, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Hymns, but I'll tell you about that later. 
Wait a second. Who put PAX East on housekeeping? This is your second show. You think you can come in here? Start changing up the thing? No. You gave me access to the doc, so I got to add to it. What's happening at PAX East? So, uh, of course, it's sad that you guys are not going to be able to be at PAX East uh, this year. But uh, Sad you can't come to KC. Well, I mean, it's flights, and I'm unemployed right now. Oh, yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, However, uh, so What's Good Games, as you know, is going to be at PAX East for the panel on Thursday, March 28th, uh, in the Bobcat Theater at, I think, 6.30 p.m., uh, I can actually officially announce today. I've, I've cleared it with Andrew. I will be one of the hey! guests uh, on the panel. So yeah, come come check it out. You at least will have a little bit of a kind of funny uh, representation there. So. Hell yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want you to do. In the middle of the panel, stand up, flip the table, and be like, "This is a kind of funny takeover." <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, don't do that. No, don't do that. Andrew no, will not yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody I, go there I, and support I, what's I, good. The Steimer will scare me. Scare oh, me yeah. No, that's, that's a, <laughs> trust me, you're not the only one scared of her. Uh, time for what is and. What will always be, and what forever will be, and what Barrett loves to say, the Roper Report. Time for some news. Three items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Out of the blue, Sean Murray coming in swinging. We have news about the next No Man's Sky update. Uh, I'm reading, of course, from the Xbox uh, blog over there where they put up all the information. Sean wrote a post there. This applies, though, to all forms of uh, uh, No Man's Sky. Launching No Man's Sky and the next content update to Xbox One last year was one of the most exciting times for our game. Millions of new Xbox One players joined the already wonderful No Man's Sky community and helped to change the legacy of this game we care so much about. Following the launch launch of Next, it was great to be able to to share regular updates with the No Man's Sky community. We've been a little quieter so far this year, but today we're ready to announce some exciting news. We will launch a major new update in summer 2019, Beyond. Beyond! Fuck you, Sean Murray. If it wasn't insulting enough <laughs> to have David Cage swoop in, I, know. I got Ellen Page. Let's steal the let's steal popular PlayStation podcast title. Now Sean Murray's doing podcasts beyond dirty. This is what you get when you leave Dornbush in charge. No, I, I talked to Dornbush. He's already uh, contacting his lawyer. So there oh. you go. I don't believe it. I don't, I, I'm sure it's Pear just put, he passed the memo to Pear. We need to sue these guys. And Pear went, okay, and threw it away. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, it is a beyond without the exclamation point, so... Don't, don't, are you their lawyer? No, no, who, who, do you, <laughs> who do you work for? <laughs> uh, back to Sean's letter. We began the year planning to continue developing a series of regular updates, much like Abyss and Visions last year. But as we worked on this plan, we decided we could deliver a much more exciting and impactful experience if we wove these features together. We are excited to announce that Beyond will contain several major updates rolled into one huge free release. The component of Beyond we are announcing today is No Man's Sky Online. Online will bring players together from across the universe to play and explore in a brand new multiplayer experience. We've made these changes to support and develop the way we've seen people playing since launch of Next. The no launch of Next. And we're very excited to watch the adventures and journeys that result. No Man's Sky Online will dramatically expand the opportunities for playing together and has many recognizable online elements, but we don't consider this game to be an MMO. It won't require a subscription, won't contain microtransactions, and will be free for all existing players. We're happy to announce Beyond today. It is our most ambitious chapter so far, and we've been working so hard to do the game and the community justice. Online is just one part of what we have to share, and we hope to highlight the other exciting features of Beyond in the coming weeks. We were humbled and thrilled to see so many accolades and nominations for No Man's Sky as the, at the ga- as the Game Awards Best Ongoing Best Ongoing. That's a uh, as the Game Awards Best Ongoing Best Ongoing Game. There's a typo in there, and the Steam. Awards Labor of Love nomination. Next was not 
an endpoint for our journey, but another step in a longer voyage. We will continue to support No Man's Sky in this way for the foreseeable future. Steve, what do you think? Well, I jumped into No Man's Sky right at the very beginning. At launch and, then? Yeah, PlayStation launch? launch yeah. uh, yes, PlayStation 4. Uh, and it was funny, actually. I went to, when I bought it, I, I went to EB Games in Canada sure. uh, to be able to p- pick it up. Still and, exists up there. Yeah, and, the, and it was one of those clerks that basically was kind of, yeah, you sure you want to be able to buy this? And I was like, he kept t- trying, for five minutes, trying to convince me not to buy this game. And I was sure. like you're being a little bit aggressive. Uh, so I bought the game and he was kind of right. Uh, <laughs> it was, I mean, I enjoyed it for what I did. I, I actually like enjoy the sort of the, the imagination that I, I like went wild for me when I played sure. it because it was so much of like, I kind of felt like it, it was a, like a space commander and sort of like that, like 1930s pop, like serial sort of uh, yeah. kind of adventures. And I even made a video about that in like on my YouTube channel, kind of in that style. And it was really cool to, to, to play it. And then when next came out, I, I was able to jump in with my brother, and it was something that we were both really enjoying because we even found this one planet together where there was this one kind of like uh, medium-sized lake, and we actually started building bases across fr- the fr- across the lake, yeah. and we were like building a bridge towards each other. That's so we could cool. Kind That's of share really bases. cool. And we like it. It, at one point, it did become a little bit more of a resource management game, sure. uh, which is kind of, I guess, it, it, the crux of the game itself, uh, or at least the, the game, uh, the gameplay itself. And I enjoyed it, but it was kind of like after about a month, I just it, there was just many other games that kind of. So playing. here's the thing, actually, I played a lot of No Man's Sky at launch. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it, but again, we've talked about this a lot that I had I had already played it. I had already talked to Sean. I knew what I was getting into. Right. I, me and Kevin knew what we were getting in terms of a game. I, I next sounded awesome. I never really came back for it. Yeah. From what you're hearing, what's the difference between next and beyond? Right? Because the on the component of beyond we are announcing today is No Man's Sky Online. Online will bring players together from across the universe to play and explore together in a brand new multiplayer experience. Like. Well, you and your brother changes, were doing that or not? Yeah, yeah we, well, we, like, it kind of changes the sort of the, the original mandate of sort of like you're going to be in this adv- advanced, like a vast universe and you may or may not be able to see any players in the game. Next kind of made that a little bit closer. It seems like that with sort of the MMO aspect that they're sure. going to make it even more closer okay. and that sort of like you, like uh, solar system is going to be shared how between did you, worlds. So how did you group up with your brother in Next, I guess, is my It question. was essentially like it was just he was on my friends list, uh, friends list and we kind of would jump into each other's uh, sort of servers. And Oh, so you have yeah. your own world and you're inviting yes. people into it. Yes. I see the yeah, difference yeah, yeah. then. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. It took a while to be able to get to that because it was like at one point we were trying to connect and I, I realized I was halfway across the universe and he wasn't. So once I joined into his game, I finally was able to find that so, the solar system. Gotcha. Was in. And yeah, it took a little bit to figure out, but once we did, it was. Do you uh, think you're going to cool. jump into this one beyond? Uh, I think just to tinker at least. I think yeah, a little bit. Uh, I think uh, my brother and I are going to really uh, try to be able to. Yeah, I think we're, we're both going to try to jump in. We really did like the game when we were uh, on it. It's just uh, he also has a baby, so it's going to be tough for him to be able to get squeeze into some time to be able to play. But we're going to give it a shot. PlayStation's run hot. You put the baby on it, put it right to sleep. It's like a cat sleeping uh, on, sleep on it. He's also teething right now, so nothing can put him on a to PlayStation. Sleep. Chew on a PlayStation. Not true. Yeah. Uh, Dapper Steven with a PH writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games to contribute to the conversation says, What's happening, kind of funny crew? With Sean Murray saying on the PlayStation blog, While this brings people together like never before, and has many recognizable online elements, we don't consider No Man's Sky to be an MMO, end quote. And with today being the standard release of The Division 2, I'm sure we're going to talk about games as a service, and it got me thinking. Are games as a service the friends with benefits of video games where MMOs were the marriage with, marriage with children? 
The MMO has everything the players seem to want. Massive content, ever-growing, single-player narrative, but with multiple-player raid dungeons and dedicated servers to make friends on. However, it does have a downfall of it commitment, and what gets people most, a subscription. Games as services also require commitment, but it's more relaxed and most more in, relaxed for most, and instead of the subscriptions and microtransactions. Uh, maybe I'm just an older gamer and want to come home to the same video game partner each night, and can't be without these younger kids chasing the games as the service's tail. Or maybe I've been playing Final Fantasy 14 for 5 years, 6 months, and 17 days, with 161 days of in-game playtime, and it's completely skewed my view of online gaming. Why does MMO seem to be a dirty word in this industry? Thanks for all you do. Dapper Steven with a PH. Dapper Steven with a PH. Question of the week right there. Yeah, that was... Well said. It was question. a good ride. A little yeah. few typos that made me look like a moron, but I'm fine. That's, I can take yeah. it. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think MMO is sort of a dirty word. I think it's just the, the evolution of MMO into sort of calling it the games of service, uh, or as a service, is it's just the natural evolution of an MMO. I remember, I mean, as you know, you played DC Universe on, uh, online, and I played The Matrix online. Yeah. So I, I've, like... Playing an MMO, like it, it doesn't seem like the games have kind of changed that much, except that the, the difference is that you're not really paying a monthly subscription anymore. You're buying like maybe the an annual or season yeah, pass, yeah. that kind of thing. But it doesn't, it just seems like it just evolved into what gamers kind of really want. Like I've, uh, I sort of equated to like I've been playing a lot of Destiny 2. Uh, there's actually nice. a stream that I do every Tuesday night on twitch.tv slash blind gamer Steve uh, with my buddy T Morris and he T Morris he loves Destiny and we actually started this thing called literally blind leads the blind where uh, <laughs> he's, he's not blind but he is he, he actually when we talked about it we were like I'm just as bad at, at, at Destiny as you are and I have be, no excuse <laughs> yeah, exactly. so we're like well he's like it literally would be like blind leads the blind I'm like that's what we're gonna call it uh, and we've been doing it every Tuesday night and honestly that like it it brought back a lot of the joy I had when I played The Matrix Online, sure. and it was just getting together with with groups and with, uh, in a clan, and then kind of like the joy of being able to see other players kind of join in in the same missions that you are. It just, I don't think MMO is a, is a dirty word. I think it just it, there's a connotation to it yes. that it, of yes. the old school of like of you, when you think MMO, you think of World of Warcraft. That, that's, that's my thing. Is I think you're you're nailing it. MMO has a history and it has baggage, yeah. and I think games as a service started so slowly right yep. and evolved over time with like little games putting little additions into their games that by the time we got to what we know as a games as service you can make an argument that that's an mmo sure. right yeah but we had already seen it and already started calling them games as services and here we are and granted you know there's smaller things in terms of like yeah i, I and I, i'm speaking out of turn because it hasn't been it's been a while since i was in dc versus any mmo right mm -hmm. but like usually there are different servers you're getting into right and you're oh, i'm on pegasus server oh i'm on link server something like that yes whereas like with uh vision you're not right you're on a playstation you're on an xbox sure but i mean yep. you're not making those kind of choices i do think it's very much that if you were to call a game an mmo that is a a, a genre and a terminology that has so much baggage and also isn't in vogue right now you right. really don't hear people talk about MMOs and you don't want to be put into that bucket and then be seen as, well, all right, cool, we are this game that's in here with these other PC games that have a dedicated audience like Steven with a PH, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, I know there's a Final Fantasy MMO audience there that's playing that thing nonstop. I know when they did the soft, the, the hard reboot of it, everybody loved it, blah, 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 World of Warcraft, et cetera, so on, EverQuest. Yeah. They're out there, but they're not getting talked about in the same breath people are talking about Fortnite, which 
isn't an MMO, right? Like, we right. don't call Fortnite an MMO. We're not raiding in Fortnite, but it is a games as a service. It is experimenting with that microtransaction and weekly updates and all these different things. Yeah, I don't also want to like say, like, especially like even with like Final Fantasy, probably with minor sort of differences, the uh, the, it, the game is like is, is just evolving. It's just really not that the games today are not that much different than MMOs. It's just that everyone's on the same server instead of, and I think that just happened with the technology that kind of grew instead yeah. of having to sort of choose which server to be on. It's sure. everyone can kind of be on the same uh, the same system, and that yeah, it's just basically just went depend on what platform of choice. Yeah, and because that was one thing I, I uh, being in the Matrix Online, uh, there was actually a radio station that was within the game called Radio Free Zion, uh, and it turned into Awaken Radio. I was one of the DJs that was on there. Holy shit! And I remember like. This is like my first sort of uh, my first sort of few shifts on air. Like there would, in the Matrix Online, there was these clubs that you can be able to kind of go to, and I was known as DJ Snowball. And I would go into the one of the clubs, go behind the DJ booth, and be like, "Okay, I'm on the recursion server, and we're having a party. Come come hang out." And they can be able to listen in through a shoutcast server. And I remember there was like three to five thousand that would be listening to people, like listening right. to me every every shift. And it was. It was a bit weird just kind of be able to constantly be able to say, okay, I'm on this server and on this server. But it, like, I could totally see that sort of mentality and that sort of like creativity within the community be also done in the games like Destiny or Fortnite uh, or like or Final Fantasy or even No Man's Sky. Yeah. I would love to be able to see like something like a radio station within No Man's Sky that you can sort of tune into, and it'd be like an organic thing that just sort of exists in this world. Yeah, uh, and I I think just uh, like I would love to be able to. I don't know. It, it, I, I yeah. I think just literally just minor differences between sort of what MMOs used to be and what uh, they are now. I think it just the, the definition. I think games as a service is sort of like hard to be able to define for someone who doesn't know. But if you just mention it as a multiplayer game, yeah, people get that immediately right away, and, and that's, that's why I think the the industry or at least the the games have evolved into. And I, and if, I know this is being a bit uh, reductive, but I feel like games as a service also limits the scope in a way where it is like okay, cool. I know that if I'm playing. Division's a game as a service. So I said that, and you already knew about games as a service, right? Mm-hmm. You'd imagine, okay, like squads of three, squads of four, right? Yeah. That kind of thing. Whereas, like an MMO, like you have the giant guilds that are filled with everything. You're going yes. out and, like, you, uh, think about like Eve Online and the online yeah. battles people are having there with hundreds of people and different like that. Mm-hmm. This is scaling it to a way that you're playing with your close friends rather than maybe playing in an MMO where you can't you're playing with close friends you're making close friends yes. but you're also playing with all these other friends and things you've learned that's done. something yeah I think you, you definitely touched on it it's, like, it's not just about kind of like hooking up with like strangers in, in the game it's that you can be able to connect with your friends and that's where I think the evolution of multiplayer games have kind of gone it's like sure. yeah okay great I want like I can be able to play and meet people online through these games but I want to be able to play with my friends. I want to be able to play with uh, my family. And uh, the fact that I'm able to do that, it, one of the things that the, with Destiny and with playing uh, No Man's Sky with my brother, what it, what it did for me that I didn't realize was it, it strengthened the friendships and the relationships that I have with my brother and with my friend T. I've known T for 12 years and we just never, we kind of lost connection. We were still friends, but we sure, just yeah, never yeah. really got to play it. But once we got jumped into Destiny, it allowed us to kind of rekindle that friendship. And my brother, like he lives about like maybe 30, 40 minutes away from me. And it's a little bit hard for me to get them because I can't drive, obviously being blind. But, uh, and also his time is just always, is kind of hooked up with his family and his career. So the fact that we were able to kind of get together and we may have been able to connect via these multiplayer games, that's where I think I love about sort of the evolution of this uh, this genre. Because when I played it in like Matrix Online, I didn't know anybody that was in there except the guild that I was connected with or the clan that I was connected with. But now it's like I can I can have that same experience and enjoy it even more yeah. with friends and family. Yeah. There you go. It's not a dirty word. It's just a different word. 
Yeah. Number two on the Roper Report, Sony is officially killing the Take-Two rumor. This is from Dean Takahashi over at VentureBeat. Uh, he reports, Take-Two Interactive stock price mysteriously rose 5% Wednesday on rumors that Sony was in advanced board-level talks to buy the company for $130 a share. That would have amounted to a purchase price of $13.7 billion for the maker of blockbuster video games such as Grand Theft Auto V and Red Dead Redemption 2. But a spokesperson for Sony said this morning that, quote, we do not know where the rumor is coming from, but there is no such plan, end quote. And a Take-Two spokesperson said the company does not comment on rumors and speculation. Sony's comment is a rare denial of something that is out, that is outright false, and it nails the coffin on this rumor. Today, Take-Two stock price has fallen 3% to $93.16 per share. You're, I think, yeah, they, they literally nailed the, nailed the coffin. Because, yeah, Sony, you're right. Doesn't comment on rumors except when it needs to. Sony doesn't comment on rumors and speculation unless it's fucking up their corporate stock price. <laughs> exactly. Stop saying this. We're not doing that. You're giving them money. What are you Un- doing? Unless the but on a conspiracy hat. Unless it's a smokescreen. In fact, they're doing this to drive yeah. the price down so they can buy so it. Can buy it. Yeah. It's like oh, it's like now it's expensive. Oh, okay. Let's just like, now. Nah, every hurt. Every back off. Back off. Say we're backing off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there you go. The ongoing saga of the unbelievable turns out to be unbelievable. Uh, number three. If you're good at eight. Apex Legends, you might be able to get a scholarship. This is from Steve Watts, is all I wrote, like a jackass. I assume. <laughs> Barrett, can you give me a search? I assume it's gamesindustry.biz, I think, but I'm not sure. Uh, Steve Watts, wherever he works, reports, Apex Legends is doing very well for itself as the newest contender in the Battle Royale space. And now, you can parlay those battlefield skills into a college education. Becker College in Massachusetts has announced a scholarship program tied to an upcoming esports event, which will allow top performing players to receive $5,000 for schooling. Becker has partnered with Team Genji and Helix Esports for the program. Helix is hosting an Apex Legends amateur tournament in New Jersey in early April, and Team Genji uh, will be on site to perform an analytics. Those who score among the top players at the tournament can claim the one-time scholarship at Becker if they apply and are admitted to the college. Eligible finalists must be invited to apply, so there will be no ambiguity, ambiguity whether or not you made the cut. Scholarship recipients will be given a tryout for Becker's own Apex Legends team, which will begin competing in fall 2019. You can read more details through the official site. Barry, did you find out who wrote this? Uh, I think it might have been GameSpot. Really? Uh, I'm Steve Watts works at GameSpot? Well, mm. That's I'm, how it works? I'm trying, I'm trying to figure it out right now. Honestly, yeah, I think, game actually, spot. I think yep. this is really cool. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, totally. Apex Legends is a game that uh, that I've been meaning to kind of jump back into because it actually like I, I uh, like that ping system. Awesome. That's that's one of the things you're going to see everybody. It's, Everybody's going to pick the, that like, up. And, and it, it, I don't know if it was sort of built with accessibility in mind, but it is one of those accessibility features that it it just it makes it so much easier instead of having to do like voice ch- uh, chat, which it actually does have like vo- uh, like text to voice, um, which is amazing, and it actually has a lot of accessibility features. Um, there's actually a friend of mine, uh, Cherry Thompson, or uh, at Cherry Ray R A E on uh, Twitter. Uh, she has like this uh, multi-thread of sort of like the accessibility features uh, of this game, and she doesn't play uh, sort of battle royale games. Like she thinks it's uh, like it's a little bit unaccessible for her, and she kind of like j- uh, jumps in, like jumps in, and just like she fell in love with it. Uh, and the ping system was something that she kind of really, really uh, like loved a lot. So the fact that, it, like, I love that sort of seeing the kind of the the, the good swell of like of, of people that are excited for Apex Legends. Deservedly so, yeah, right? And, and that's the thing. And, and I, I love. I know I'm again beating a dead horse here, but like 
It's so great to see Tight, uh, uh, Respawn doing so well because yeah. Titanfall was so good, and to have yeah. them have a hit on their hands, have them be adding to it or getting ready to add to it sounds like, and mm. then you know see people already swooping in and putting the esports label on it and uh, doing this. The way the ping system is going to be ripped off by everybody. Sure. Next yeah. season of Fortnite will have a fully fleshed out ping system, I imagine. Yeah. Right. It just totally makes sense within just ne- like it's almost like one of those features that you think about like. Of course. Why of course. not? Yeah. yeah of like course that, that should have happened. That's, that's of course it makes sense. Uh, yeah. But I love it. It's like now like Apex Legends or at least eSports, they have scouts. Like Team, Team Genji is a scout for this yeah. eSports tournament. Like that's pretty cool. Don't forget if you're looking into eSports though, uh, Mizzou, the University of Missouri does have an eSports team now. So you should probably look there first because they're awesome. Yeah. Steve. Yes, sir. I'm excited to see the Mizzou esports team win all sorts of esports championships. I'm not really sure how esports work, but that's still so far away. If I wanted more immediate news, like say what came to the mom and grab digital shops, where would I go? You would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. <laughs> yeah. You crushed it. You crushed oh, it. I, I screwed that up last You shut your eyes. You shut your eyes. I called you and, uh, <laughs> and I was, I was so I sad. I'm like, I'm learning this thing. I've been memorizing it for days. I forgot that. You, you did call me ableist as we went off the air last time, you son of a bitch. Out today, Tom Clancy's The Division 2 on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and PC. Blood Waves on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch. I should point out, too, if you want uh, all the Division talk you can handle, the Games Cast that is up right now on patreon.com slash kind of funny games and up uh, on Monday for free youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast service around the globe is like an hour and a half of me Andrea Fran uh, Kevin Andy a little bear did you chime in you chime in a little bit no, right? I did. no? Uh, a pre and post show I did there you go, talking about Division 2 and how much we love it. Uh, so anyways, Division's out, buy it. Blood Waves, PS4, Xbox One, Switch. One Piece, World Seeker, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Oh, Jesus. Sephir- Sephirothic Stories on Xbox One and PC. The Child Sight on PC. Mars Underground on PC. Yermir Yim- 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 on PC. Agent 9 on PC. Virus Expansion on PC and Mac. I th- well, you gotta get that, ain't that virus software. <laughs> Fenimore, Philomore 3... Skulls of the Toltecs on PC and Mac. A Song in the Void on PC. Dungeons and Aliens on Switch. Ancestors Legacy is now available on GOG with crossplay integration. And then today, it was a long one, stick with me. Today, Koei Tecmo America and Team Ninja launched Dead or Alive 6 Core Fighters, a new free-to-play experience now available to download for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Dead or Alive Core Fighters offers fighting game fans a limited look into the world of DOA 6, including the four base characters. Uh, I'm not going to read those names because I'll fuck them up. As well as online ranked battles versus arcade, time attack, training, and quest modes. In addition to DOA 6's introduction to story mode will be unlocked, uh, along with DOA Central, the hub for everything from more wardrobe and music to the library and theater so if you haven't played dead or alive six but you've been eyeing it jump in now it's free you can try this demo and see if it's worth it uh new dates for you party hard Two alien butt form dlc (laughs) arrives on march 16th all right and then alp there's going to be an alpine green dual shock for the playstation 4 this I thing looks that. sexy. It's next yeah. month. Um, that is, uh, it's, oh no, it's not. It's in April. So I don't know why I said next month. Oh, it's March. Yeah, it is March. It's March yeah. now, right? Yeah. Jesus Christ. It is next month. Tears going fast, huh? Uh, it's coming in April. Uh, 65 bucks. It's worth pointing out, of course, my birthday is next month. So if you're there looking you for anything, I would like an Alpine Green PlayStation 4. You're about to get sent 50. 50 I bet I don't green. get one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't even think PlayStation won't even send me one. Greg, really yeah. quick. It's not a new date. I slacked it to you, though. Uh, the Behemoth on Twitter is teasing on Tuesday an announcement of Castle Crashers coming to PS4. PS4? Yeah. Has it not been to PS4 yet? I don't think so. I don't think I've heard about Castle Crashers since 
three sixty days. It's kind of like one of those things that, that limped, we're like, yeah, like, that limped to so many platforms. Yeah. It's hard to keep up with. Yeah. I would have said Switch when you sorry. Is that on Switch yet? Uh, I don't know. No, no, no. Uh, but yeah, they're teasing an image with like uh, PS4 controllers and stuff. So where'd you? Sl- oh, you slacking from control? I see. Hold on. Yeah, I'm opening it up. Breaking news here from Barrett about Behemoth. Yeah, that that that's kind of. Like it reminds me of like like of the Master Chief Collection coming to PC. I'm like, why is like yeah, why, really? I thought it was there already. Oh yeah, you're right. There it is. Yeah, Dual Shocks with the light bars. See you Tuesday for more things. Oh. At that point, why don't you just announce it? You know? What I mean? Oh, maybe it's actually releasing then. Whatever. Good for you, Behemoth. Yeah. Go get them. I'll tell you what. And I'm not talking shit. I remember when Castle Crashers came out. You mm-hmm. know, I was at IGN and that was like you know one of those Xbox Live games where all like holy shit, like downloadable games can be the thing and be yeah. awesome. And you're like. Behemoth's gonna be. Oh, hold on, no. Oh, they're also teaching. I was gonna say right under Switch. the tweet, right oh, underneath oh, that is on Switch oh, as well. Uh, Joy Cons. Right, oh. right. So it's yeah, they're teasing. Okay, dual, the they tweeted yesterday the Switch Joy Cons, all of the Castle Crasher colors. Today they're teasing PlayStation Four controllers, Castle yeah, Crasher colors. Looks like they're gonna probably have some of the GDC. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah, it'll be a GDC announcement, I guess too. Um. That's exciting. Yeah, it is. Anyways, though, remember I remember when the Behemoth was like the shit. Mm. And everybody's like, I can't wait to see what they do next. And yeah. then they brought that Battle Block Theater to PAX for like seven years in a row. And everybody's like, we put the game out, please. Yeah, and well, then now I'll, we I'll don't really play that at uh, PAX East. Everything <laughs> kind of passed and then everything went, uh, went out and here we are. Yeah. Anyways, Castle Crashers, if you haven't played it on the million other platforms coming, and it is a fun game. <laughs> Deals of the day for you, Treyarch, and this is official a copy from them. Treyarch is giving players plenty of incentives to jump back into Call of Duty Black Ops 4 this weekend. On top of the ongoing Shamrock and Awe event, awesome, the developer is holding a free access period for all of the game's Black Ops Pass multiplayer maps with a double XP event on top of that for good measure. Beginning right now, you can already go, it's happening right now. Players across PS4, Xbox One, PC will be able to jump into all four maps, including the paid Black Ops Pass Evolution, uh, Evolution, Madagascar, Casino, and Lockup at no charge. The free period is scheduled to run for the same t- uh, until uh, Monday, March 18th. So if you're looking to try some more stuff out in Black Ops, there you go. But of course, it's Division Weekend. So fucking get to Washington, D.C. agents. Mm-hmm. Steve? Yes, sir. It's time for Reader Mail. Cool. But first, I'm going to tell you, it's brought to you by Hims. 66% of men lose their hair by the age of 35. And the thing is, once you start to notice hair loss, it's too late. It's easier to keep the hair you have than replace the hair you've lost. That's why you should be like Nick and Andy and go to 4 a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, and more for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. These are well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. There's no snake oil pins or gas station counter supplements. These are prescriptions backed by science. There's no waiting room, no awkward in-person doctor visits. You can save hours by going to 4 just like Andy and Nick did. They went online, talked to a doctor, sent in some photos, and got matched with prescriptions to help fight their thinning hair. You can order now. My listeners get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today, right now while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Go to 4 slash games daily. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash games daily we're gonna kick it off with the one and only nanobiologist usually a your wrong contributor mm-hmm. here on patreon.com slash kind of funny games giving us some questions uh he says this is a response to greg's question yesterday of if i would buy left for dead today did you see you hear about this yesterday guess, you've yeah. been traveling yep. if you if you missed yesterday's show of course we're talking about was it back for blood is that the idea yeah uh, it's a from turtle rock it's going to be their like left for dead inspired game it's, gonna, it's another zombie co-op shooter and the question was about the evolution of the games as service space multiplayer gaming but the question was for you the audience members if left for dead 
hadn't existed on the previous consoles, right? Mm-hmm. And today they dropped Left 4 Dead or Left 4 Dead 2 if you think that's the better game. Mm-hmm. Would you be willing to pay $60 for it and be happy? Nanobiologist says, I would not. <laughs> it seems like a good free-to-play model that could easily implement a survival pass type deal. Unlocking things for the survivors, uh, zombies, a weapon, and weapon skins you find in levels. Plus, with a survival pass or season pass deal added on, they could implement what they did for Left 4 Dead 1 or to Left 4 Dead 2, but throughout the year. Add new survivors, add new campaigns, add new zombies, and more weapons. In today's gaming space, this model of a $5 to $15 buy-in would be the perfect fit for these type of games. I want to bring in Weissmark, who responds as well. Mm-hmm. Happy Friday, kind of funny crew. Yesterday, Greg and O'Neill, who was awesome, by the way. He was. Touched, I know, right? I really, yeah. really enjoyed him. Remember, yeah. of course, uh, I meant to put in housekeeping. Great, damn it. Uh, O'Neill. Yes. Uh, Dad of War, but uh, of zero with a zero. Of, yeah. He is streaming tonight. He's going to be streaming at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Everybody go there. We're going to host him on Kind of Funny. We're going to blow his previous highest stream of 75 people out the goddamn water. So mm-hmm. twitch.tv slash God, no, no, yeah, God of Dad of War, Dad of War, with a O or with a zero instead of the O. Go there, do this. I'll put, I'll be tweeting about it. Just go there. It'll be easier to find my tweets, and it will be my uh, division sh- <laughs> broken brain and yeah. sleep deprivation chamber. I've been sleeping in Washington D.C. Weissmark, sorry, back to Weissmark. Happy Friday, KF Crew. Yesterday, Greg and O'Neill, who was awesome, by the way, touched on one factor that is most important to me when buying a multiplayer game, having friends to play it with. Left 4 Dead 2 was one of my sleepover games for a long time, but it came out. But if it came out for $6 today, I would only get it if at least one friend committed to playing with me. Anthem was an exception to this because I was so hyped, and at over 50 hours, I've definitely gotten my $6 worth out of it, despite its flaws. Also, there are games like God of War, Odyssey, Red Dead, and Spider-Man that I would pay $70 for or buy buy DLC for. What I'm curious about is Steve's thought process when deciding to buy, wait, or pass on a game. Thanks for everything, and normally, I'd wish you a great weekend, but I already know it's going to be a great weekend, saving Washington, D.C. That's my boy, White Clark. That's my boy, White Clark. So... Yeah. Let's let's. I want to put the question to you, sure. Left 4 Dead hasn't existed. Left 4 Dead 2, but they call it Left 4 Dead 1, drops right now. Mm-hmm. Would for sixty dollars? Would you buy it? Because you're okay. not for sixty dollars. Okay. What, um, what do you think? I didn't actually play uh, Left 4 Dead because it was in that sort of uh, I call it the dark times dark of times. when I really I stopped playing video games altogether. As I mentioned last time I was here, like it, there was a period of time where I basically just. I could not play the games that were coming out. It sure. was really hard for me to be able to get into and enjoy because I kept dying a lot. The Division is kind of like the exception to that right now. But uh, <laughs> it, it's it's one of those, that at the time, accessibility wasn't really a big push within developers, so they didn't really kind of develop games into that uh, into that mode. But Left 4 Dead, I, I did have a few friends who did play it, uh, and it's something that I would be interested in jumping into if they did release a new Left 4 Dead just because of the pedigree of the franchise itself. Um, but I would not pay $60 for it. Uh, it just seems like, yeah, I think uh, yeah, the nanobiologist kind of said it right. It was like, if it was like a five to $15 or even like a $30 game, then I would consider because it would be just sort of it to me, unless they sort of have this kind of plan for like, maybe even like a single player campaign. Sure. I might be able to kind of like fork over a little bit more to be able to do it. But if it's going to be more of a multiplayer thing, like it was, yeah, I don't know if that would, like $60 would be a, like it. See, it would seem kind of empty for the amount of money that you're paying for it. It's fair. It's totally fair. And, and then I was just talking about the free to play model for left for dead. And I guess now yeah. we're talking about back for blood really, right? What they're yeah. going to do with this. And that's where it gets really fascinating for me. And I guess if I'm sitting there and I'm in turtle rock studios and we're pitching this around, right? Mm-hmm. 
we know, I know, Left 4 Dead gameplay wise is awesome. It is so yes. much fun to play. It is so cool to do that. How do we keep people coming back? And what I, I guess for me, I'm always short sighted, right? People are always like, Greg, you know, you, you know all these people. Do you ever want to make a game? I'm like, no, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I can't, I don't know how yeah. games are supposed to be, right? Right. I'm so hung up on what I loved about. Left for Dead was the they they gave you real campaigns right real mm-hmm. narratives they were like playing a movie I don't want to see that lost but I also don't think that plays well to a procedurally gen- or uh, uh, to a, a free to play game right so it's like I guess you could do away with that and then do procedurally generated levels like it's like think of like a Fortnite right of a free to play model if we're taking sure. nanobiologists thing here Fortnite you're dropped on the same island over and over and over again right yep. and the uh, granted every season they update it every week they update and do different things to it but it's the idea that really it's the other 99 players that are crafting the experience and making every game different from the last right because you know it could be if it, it like whatever so if it's me if it's, it's you me barrett and kevin playing uh, back for blood every night if we're playing the same campaign sure the zombies are going to be doing different things spawning from different places a different witch but is that going to give us enough variety to not feel like okay cool i know exactly what's going on here right even with the vision right now we're excited about it because we're still doing brand new things and even once mm-hmm. we get to the end game and we replay old missions it'll be black black tusk in there and it'll be completely sure different. and i think that's kind of uh what people have been kind of wanting within games is just sort of like content to kind of keep them going uh and that's a problem i have sort of with fortnite right now as much as they've been adding into the game mm-hmm. it just sort of seems like they haven't they still have not gone away from that core model of what battle royale has become sure uh, and i think with left for dead if it because it was such a, it was a, such a unique experience for its time I if if they don't sort of evolve from that, it would just become like if it gets released today, it would uh, with the same way, it would be just a zombie multiplayer shooter that we've seen countless times before. And I don't know, like it would have to do something. I like I don't want to say something new, but it's at least to show that at least the franchise has evolved, and it's just it's more than just beyond what it used to be. I think it's like of course there's the there's the the, the nostalgia factor of like everyone kind of knows the 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 franchise Left for Dead. Yeah, but I would love to be able to kind of see them do something different uh and i don't know it, it, like if it is the free-to-play model or if it is just with them releasing a battle royale game but i would love to be able to kind of see what 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 will make them stand out in sort of now this competitive landscape of mm. a multiplayer game yeah and that's the thing if you could i guess and this sounds egregious right i don't want i don't want to ask for too much right but mm. if it, i would go for if you were giving me shorter campaigns and like what every two months I get a new one episodic right where I'm getting yeah. you don't even call them like movies anymore it's episodes you're, you're spacing out and that's procedurally generated that's changing every time I do love the idea in nanobile just talking about a survival pass where it would sure. be there's four characters but there's all these different skins to unlock for them there are different visual bu- things for my guns or whatever it's an interesting thing of I think the gameplay of Left 4 Dead is so good and if mm-hmm. I could get in there and still feel I don't know what's around the next corner. Right. And I don't want it to be that. I know around this corner it's either going to be the witch, it's going to be the behemoth, it's going to be like, I know it's going to be one of those things, but you have to really keep me on my toes. I just don't know how to do that because I'm not smart enough to make a game. Maybe that's sort of the 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 avenue they should take is sort of like the randomly generated island, as it were. Uh, yeah, yeah. Instead, like it's everything's on the same place because, yeah, like the Fortnite, I, I know it's like I'm going to jump into one spot and be like, that's kind of where I usually can camp and it's usually okay. Sure, you have to move in a little bit closer to be able to kind of, like, once the circle gets uh, kind of constricts you in, but it, like maybe it is that randomly generated thing i don't know if that's something that players would want but at least for me it would be like okay it's enough it's it's different enough each time that would kind of make me want to keep going in especially if you have the same squad over and over again you kind of get each other's shorthand and you kind of figure stuff out a- as you go uh and maybe that's sort of the new take for a battle royale genre it's like it's just randomly generated i don't know 
Yeah, we'll see. I, it's one of those, again, I like being dumb because I know how talented Turtle Rock is. Sure. And that they're going to come in and bring in this amazing gameplay and pol- the polish. I mean, again, Evolve was a great game. Yeah. Just really complicated to get your head around sure. if you wanted to play with other people. Right. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do here. Yeah. With, Actually, you know, in, in regards to Weissman's question about uh, myself, about what's oh, my right, designing yeah, yeah. process. So when... Because there is an accessibility issue with with me, uh, I, I'm looking at a game in sort of a, on a surface level and being like, okay, is this a game that I can actually be able to play and and be okay in? Uh, there is sort of like that kind of the exciting factor. It's like, oh, if you can be able to excite me with like uh, with trailer or footage, and I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Like, uh, but if if you have uh, if you have certain if it's a certain gameplay style, like platformers. You can just go away from me. Uh, I, I, I can't. I can't play it. I like. I legit. Like I plugged in my CES Classic uh, just the other day because uh, I'm. I'm currently setting up. A, I'm going to do a new series on my YouTube channel where because I have not played Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. Oh wow! Okay. And I'm going to do. I'm going to do a whole series where I'm going to be playing that. And I was like, oh, I was setting it up, and I just sort of jump into Super Mario World, and I was bad at it. I was so bad. I died like five times in that fir- like World One One. Yeah, yeah. And I and I was just, because just platformers just. It, so when you when I see like a platform, no, there's certain genres I'll just avoid. But uh, and so what I when I kind of decide on is okay, is is, is a game I can be able to play. It looks like if it looks interesting, and then I'll kind of look into it a little bit further. It's like okay, is this something I can wait for, or like wait for a review, see what people sure. are liking of it, uh, or if it's just sort of like I'm just the excitement of it. Like Division Two was a game I was like I knew I kind of wanted to jump in. I did play a little bit of the Division, so I was like okay, the gameplay style interests me. And I love the story of the whole world that it's in, and I want to, I want to jump in. But a game like Anthem, I was glad that I actually like I, I technically pre ordered so I pre ordered it through EB Games because I was like, okay, I'll I'll probably get it. And then they call me up and it's like, oh, you have access to the the VIP demo. I was like, oh, cool. As soon as I play the VIP demo, did um, yeah, nope. Hi, I'm can out. you cancel my pre order, please? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was I, I was out because a I was I was kind of stuck in that uh, that sort of loading screen loop that it just would not mm-hmm. load, and, and it'd be very rare that I can get into missions. But even when I did jump into missions, it uh, it just was like. I, it, it, there was so much kind of like uh, going on on the screen that I couldn't see where my character was, sure. even though the camera was kind of locked in on your character the whole time. And uh, the what really got me though was like the the matchmaking was fine, but with the rubber banding. I, I kept getting rubber banded so much because your team would move ahead to the objective and you'd be behind and they were exactly because I'm trying doof. to figure out where everything is and the, the icons are so small that I couldn't sure. get, I could barely see and then when they would rubber band me it was okay it's got like it, like I'm now like 30 seconds behind them I'm trying to catch up and then it would just keep running me again because yeah. they keep yeah. moving further ahead and by the time I am able to catch up to them they've already completed the mission and I have really done anything um, and so I was like okay I cancel my pre-order so I think for me. Like it was a game that I said, okay, I'll wait to see what the reviews were. And yeah. if the reviews were good, and maybe it was just my experience with it in the demo that was, then I'll buy it. And but then it was like sort of like reviews were kind of like yeah, yeah. ish, middling. Yeah, I was cut. I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna get it. Um, so yeah, it's it's for me, it's 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 genre, it's excitement, and then it's also gameplay. There are the the three main things I look at when buying a game. So I have a question for you, yes, and sir. this could easily be me coming at it from obviously a uh, perspective. I I don't have to think about these kind of things, right? right? And I don't, so I don't want to sound offensive here. Uh, I will say this. There's no question that you can be able to ask me that would be offensive to me because if I'm like if I'm offended by the question you're asking about my vision, then there's a problem with me and not a problem with you. So ask any question that you have about uh, vision. I Why do you answer. think God hates? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my question is this: Do you, accessibility in games, right? Mm-hmm. The the issues you're you're bringing up and talking about. When you run into this, is it 
a frustration for you in terms of, oh man, I wish I could do this. Or is it a frustration of you feel like, man, why don't the devs do this? It, it, do you feel like every game should be accessible by everybody or at least from your point of view or well, like, I mean, for people suffering from what you're suffering? I mean, it kind of goes down to like Phil Spencer when he, uh, when he essentially says like, you want, we want everyone to be able to play games. Sure. And even the, like accessibility has already taken a huge step forward. The fact that on the Super Bowl, Microsoft put off that, uh, that Xbox the Adaptive controller, controller yeah. commercial where it says, when everyone games, we win. Yeah, we all win. That to me was like it, it, it's. I think every game uh, or every game developer should con- consider accessibility because it's not about whether or not you're necessarily disabled uh, or you have a disability. That uh, yes, that is that is kind of the core of it. But also, it's it's just for anyone to be able to play. If you like, if I want to be able to, if you only play games on mobile, what is it that I can be able to kind of entice you to be able to play something on a console or on a, mm-hmm. on a PC? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when I, I I think that every developer, yes. Should uh, right from the very beginning of the development process should have accessibility as one of the ten, the, the ten poles of the, developing this game, uh, and I and I like that's why I applaud Ubisoft. Now, granted, full disclosure, I have consulted with Ubisoft on accessibility in, in the past. Oh, you're just patting uh, yourself on the back then. Well, right, but you no, that's smarmy <laughs> bastard. <laughs> but that, like I'm saying that because they they actually have uh, have a mandate that they want to have their games as accessible as possible by 2020. So the, all their teams are kind of trying to get together. Gotcha. It's like, okay, what can we do with the accessibility community? So they brought a few of us up to uh, Ubisoft Montreal and they were like, okay, what are the barriers that you have in playing our games and what can we be able to do to be, uh, come up with solutions to be able to kind of fix that? And I'm not saying that it's like, uh, like every game, like, does it's not perfect like there is a lot of like especially with division two there's a lot of accessibility features more than i've seen in any other game to date sure um but it's still hard for me to build and challenging for me to be able to play um there so is do a, you feel is that a failing of the developer or do you do, when you're playing a game and you get to that point do you think or understand i guess like they've done as much as they can or is like you know what i mean like do you right. like when you're playing celeste you're like well i'd love to be able to play a platformer but there's platformers are defined by tricky jumps and struggling you know, like so like are they you know what I mean you know what I'm trying yeah, to drive yeah, it yeah. I'm not putting the words to it correctly no, no, no of course and I, I think it's like it's a combination of both like it's it there definitely is my disability gets in the way and it, it, it sort of hinders the frustration I have like there was a period of time where I was ready to rage quit division sure uh, because just how long it took me to be able to complete a mission and I and that's why I was like I, I was uh, leery about jumping into the multiplayer because I didn't want to basically drag my team down. Sure. And having them to be able to backpack me and sherpa me throughout the entire game, that's not fair to to them and also to myself because I feel like I'm not being able to get the same enjoyment. And my my thing is there is a lot of accessible games that are developed. Like there's blind games. There's uh, games that are developed for uh, hard of hearing. Uh, and that's fine. That's all well and good. But I want to be able to play the games that my friends are playing. So if I want to jump in onto, uh, into your clan on the Division 2. I want to be able to at least contribute. contribute. And, and that's and so that's that's a, a fault on my, on my own end and also the developer's end. And I, but I also will go with the benefit of the doubt that it's the best they can be able to do right now. And I, that's why I'm so excited to be able to see where games are going to evolve into in the next like five years uh, where there will be those times I'll be like, okay, it's hard. I can Then I'm like, all right, I can drop down the difficulty level or I can increase the, the, the enemies so that I can be able to see it better. It doesn't hinder my friends playing the game. It doesn't hinder anything for just from, from but it adjusts the experience that I have so I can be able to enjoy the, the games that my friends and family are playing. Good, good. Good answer. Yeah. You nailed it. Uh, a short one here from MSG Heavy Arms. Hey, KFGD crew. Uh, with a news story about Judgment the other day, halting sales of the game in Japan while they took they look into the voice actors' possible legal troubles, I saw on PSN the game is available for pre-order here in the States. Will it delay the, will it delay the game coming out here? Curious on your thoughts. Thanks for a wonderful day. Uh, 
Yeah, it's still available for pre-order, but remember they said they're looking into what it means. I would say yes, it's going to delay the game. I think they're going to remove him and patch him out, and I wouldn't be surprised since the game's not out here. Why not? Let's not let's not put out a thing and put out a giant patch. Let's actually yeah. get it fixed. But I think it's just we'll one see. of those yeah, like just corporate things. It's just like okay, we haven't been. We're not canceling the game. They didn't say they're canceling the game. They're just delaying it. Yeah, exactly. So I think you're gonna see it slip. I hope. I mean, I, I shouldn't say I hope not. It's a cultural thing. So it's whatever. I want to play the game as soon as possible. So yeah, I hope not. I guess to an extent, but I understand where they're coming from. I'm not gonna be upset if that's what they decided to do. Exactly. All right, it's time to squad up. This is where one of you writes in to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody has good times playing together. Today, you're not playing any games, though. Tiz Teaches wrote in. He needs help IRL. Uh, the name you put in, though, was checkpointorg.com. Uh, let's let Tiz tell you about it. To any best friends out there, like myself, who at, who at times uh, be... St- who am I... Who, oh, it's a mite. He means mite. Let me try again. To any best friends out there, like myself, who might at times be struggling with mental health issues, I'd like to recommend Checkpoint. Checkpoint is a nonprofit organization that provides mental health resources for gamers and the gaming community. Their website offers resources to search for help, as well as features dozens of great articles about games, mental health strategies, and more. Friend of the show, Alana Pierce, recently became a board member and is now working on a new project for them. Their website also has links to their Discord server. It's a lovely place to talk about uh, what may be troubling you, celebrate victories, or simply chat about games and share cute pet pictures. Checkpoint is based out of Australia, parentheses, Oi, governor! Uh, But there are several of of us Western Hemisphere folks there too. So regardless of the time of day, there are always lovely people to chat with. I've seen how special the Kind of Funny community can be, and I know both Kind of Funny and Checkpoint can benefit from one another. Please check out their website if you're interested in learning more about them. It's free. Remember, best friends, you're worth it, and it's never too late to find help. www.checkpoint.org.com. A lovely message, Tiz. Thank you for sending that in. Yes, if you are struggling, ladies and gentlemen, hit up checkpointorg.com and talk to some people. Uh, speaking of talking to each other, this is a rotating segment from It Doesn't Matter. It Doesn't Matter writes in and says, This is really strange, but a shout out to us Kiwi best friends would be a really nice way to wake up tomorrow after the day that today was. As well as a reminder to us to be better to one another and that those other good things uh, still exist. Please, heart, this is really fucking hard. Of course, shout out to everyone, all of you Kiwis out there. Uh, uh, you know, we're obviously thinking of you, uh, and I hope you're all safe and taken care of. Yes. Uh, Steve, it's time for You're Wrong. Cool. This is where people write in to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong while we're live to tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later and doing all this stuff. This is so stressful for me. No, it's fine. In, well, yeah, Dapper Steven with a PH says, in regards to Steve about not seeing a game being able to change the size slash scale of hub items in a long time, Guess what game uh, Dapper Steven's writing it about? Uh oh. Final Fantasy. <laughs> Final Fantasy, okay. okay. Final Fantasy 14 MMO allows you to change the hub sizes and scale along with all the I Texas. apologize for that because I have not played any Final Fantasy games. No, it's just funny that yeah, after we were like, he course. talked about the nine million hours he put in. That's where he pops up with, right? People are doing updates on stuff we did, like where Steve Watts works. Steve Watts works. He works at GameSpot. Now we know. Thank you very much. Um, now I'm talking about Castle Crashers. We caught up on that, though. Oh, here we go. Nanobile just says there's a new date we missed. Devil May Cry 5 is adding Bloody Palace mode on April 1st. Cool. 
yeah, there's yeah. I'm not gonna put that in there. It's not really news. I think it'll be. I think that there's a division two bug right now because of one of the cooldowns with skills. We were talking about it. Or I was talking about that with Barrett. I, that's gonna get patched probably before this episode even gets out. Sure. So I don't know if that's gonna help people. Out. Hold on. I'm reading this one. I'm reading this one. Okay. Okay. He's reading, folks. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. It's not, it's not, you're wrong. It's just a little correction. All right, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Thank you so much for all your love, support. Uh, remember, you can be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can watch live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. You can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or roosterteeth.com. And you can listen anytime on podcast services around the globe. Uh, next week is GDC, which means you have a star-studded guest host lineup sitting here with me who are they let me run you through monday emma kidwell a contributing editor for gama sutra is joining me tuesday dave lang from iron galaxy and giant bomb now he doesn't work at giant bomb but you know he's always on there yelling at Adam boys he's joining me wednesday rebecca valentine from GamesIndustry.biz, one of the most read reporters on this show <laughs> is joining me thursday the crooked commissioner xavier woods aka austin creed has the balls to show his face here and then uh friday amanda faru oh, it's a high, fairy right uh amanda at games or game daily.biz is joining me uh, i've never met amanda but i always hear lovely 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 things about her so i'm cool. excited to work with her that's awesome uh steve yes sir where can people keep up with you you can be able to go to youtube.com slash snowball to be able to check out my uh my channel there uh also i'm at steve sailor on twitter uh yeah it's just a really cool place actually i'm gonna be in uh, i am in town for, uh, not only just for this but for gdc as well so there's the games accessibility conference on monday at the children's creativity museum here in san francisco i'll be there uh, a panelist for that uh so that'd be really cool and uh yeah basically i'm just kind of like right now looking for work unemployed got laid off since the last time i was in uh, i was here and uh, not to say the kind of funny was the, the cause of that. I bet it was. No, I bet no, it was. No, we no, probably no, had no, a big no. part of that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, basically, I'm just trying to be able to create content and just trying to be able to find work uh, as a host. I'd like to be able to do that. I want to dial know. it back. Uh, yeah, okay. That's great. Give him a job. You know what I mean? I think I've met Amanda. I've never worked with Amanda. I don't, you know, I hate that when you say that. And you're like, wait a second. That doesn't sound 100% correct. But it was one of those passing, like, hey, at a, at a conference kind of thing. So what kind of work are you looking for now? Are you trying to do more of this? Or are you trying to do more? Well, I sort of looked into, like, okay, could I be able to be, like, a full-time content creator? And uh, that's, like, I... The thing is, with being laid off, I did get a little bit of severance so I can build to kind of at least have a little bit Chill of Chill for a second, not panic, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I... I kind of am looking for like, yeah, host or content creator uh, because I have to realize like, yeah, it'd be cool to be doing full time. But I essentially within the next like two, three months, I would need definitely need a full time employment uh, somewhere. So host content creator. I obviously this is a this has been a great platform for uh, like, thank you so much for allowing me to oh be, God, be back you're here. Too, you're like, great. You're great. Uh, so that would be really, really cool. Like an IGN or that'd be that that'd be the dream. Sure. Yeah. Why? Again, now there's legal trouble over there. Jonathan Dornbush suing uh, these beyond people. It's going to get rough over there. Uh, remember too, today, if you're still watching, and it's li we're live with the division, but more importantly, this uh, evening, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, Dad of War, twitch.tv slash Dad of War. O'Neal from yesterday out there doing his thing, playing games. I want to try to crush that number for him. Yeah. Steve, as always, you're fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming through. All right. Yeah. I'll uh, I'd love to be able to come back. Anytime. Cool. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.